Doom Patrol, Negative Man, Elastigirl, Robot Man. Someone wants the Doom Patrol reunited. Your every word and action is being broadcast across the planet. Now, Monsieur Mana! Well done, my Doom Patrol. Well done. It is too late for you, Calder. Your beloved patrol is doomed. Hello and welcome to Waiting for Doom, the Doom Patrol podcast, where we uh, talk about the Doom Patrol a lot, which is uh, a comic. Uh, sometimes. It's sometimes a comic, and it's mostly a TV show now. Mostly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Mike. You can find me on Twitter at AvantGarve. You can find both of us at WaitingForDoom.com. Uh, you can reach us via WaitingForDoom at gmail.com or on the Waiting for Doom Facebook page. And all our episodes are available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, and Podbean.com. And I'm Paul. You can find me on Twitter at reading underscore Hicks, H-I-X. And you can also get in touch with our sentient show Twitter account, who's Wilfred at WFDPod. Hey, Wilfred. Anyway, this week we are talking about more of the Doom Patrol TV show in the absence of everything else. Uh, so <laughs> I'm not going to keep pointing that out this episode, but well, anyway. <laughs> yeah. It's like we should maybe call the show Waiting for Doom the comic. Yes, yes, you <laughs> yeah. should. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Mike, how was your week in comics and such and things and stuff? Uh, fairly hectic at work. Uh, very busy time there. I have been reading some old Wonder Woman comics from 1980 and 81 and really enjoying art by Gene Colan. Okay. Um, so it's, it's nice to see, um, that kind of, uh, a different art style, uh, from back then. But gosh, she had some weird enemies. Um, <laughs> like, a guy called General Electric, <laughs> Whoa. who has a giant metal kind of computer brain, but it has a giant glass dome, so you can see all the cogs and, and gears and that working through his brain. And then he creates another villain called Commander Video, and Diana has to fight this video villain as a video game version of her. So it was very odd. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, other than very odd villains and enjoying some some old school Wonder Woman and some some cool um Huntress backup stories in that too. Um oh. so yeah, uh, digging digging me old comics at at the moment. What about you Paul? No, before we move on, where did you get these comic comics that you physically found? Yes, physical comics. I'll take a photo and 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 show everyone later. These are actual old comics. Wow. Like Ooh, I, I, I digital's cool at all, but I'm not quite into digital yet. I'm an old, boring old man stuck in my ways when it comes mm. to comics. So. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. What about you? What have you been up to? Uh, well, uh, I read many new things, but uh, I will talk about... Uh, I'm Every time I watch Stargirl, I just get all excited for the Justice Society and just want to read more Justice Society comics. So I have been rereading The Justice Society Returns, which was a... I think it was nine issues that came out just before the JSA series by... Uh, James Robinson and David Goyer started it and Jeff Johns took over. It's the one everyone loves, you know, that, right, that one. Yes, yes. 2000s, uh, which they're mining heavily for the something called Black Adam. Uh, but yeah, I have not read these since, uh, I've been reading a bit of All Star Comics with, uh, All Star Squadron, which is, uh, mm-hmm. to accompany, uh, the, uh, the Ass Cast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, which is done by our friend, uh, <laughs> Billy and, um, Herman. Yes. But, yeah, yes. I haven't read any of these stories since 
with the historical background. But now I have read some of the older um, uh, Justice Society and All-Star Squadron comics, and I'm really enjoying it. And, um, yeah, I just read one where uh, Johnny... Johnny... Uh, Johnny Quick? No. Mm, I, I think he was in the squadron. That sounds no, very good for me. Stuffing this up. Who's the one with the, the genie? That's... um. Is it Johnny Thunder? I can't recall. <laughs> it is Johnny Thunder. Oh, wow. Yay, me. <laughs> Too many Johnnies. Anyway, I've been reading this one with uh, Johnny Thunder, and it's actually one where he, you know, does some heroic stuff and, you know, isn't such a goof. Wow. Um, so, so I really enjoyed that story, and that was, um, yeah, part of that run, and I'm going to keep reading it and enjoying it. And apart yes. from that, I have been watching movies and things, and I saw Halloween Kills last night, which was fun. Okay. Yeah, uh, it did actually have kills. Oh, a lot good. of people saying saying it's silly. Um, imagine that. Imagine it, that. <laughs> it's an awful horror I, film. Um, I found it. I was counting how many people Michael Myers killed, and I lost count at one point. So, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know, I think I, the older I get, the less entertained I am by screen violence these days. Um, oh. Well, I. I Managed to catch a little bit of um, the new Netflix hotness Squid Game. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. And I lasted maybe 20 something minutes in that before I went, nah, this is not for me. Oh, this no. is not entertaining. But hey, look, if, you know, if, if people are watching stuff they enjoy, more power to them. It's just, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I'm finding horror very cathartic at these times. <laughs> I don't know why. Anyway. Yeah, it's probably better that I don't watch that sort of stuff. It might give me ideas. Um, mm. Anyway, getting back to All-Star Squadron. How cool is it to see Winston Churchill in comics? You know? I know. <laughs> yeah. Racist old bastard. Um, <laughs> but yeah, good wartime leader. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he did, you know, he did get uh, England through the war. Actually, mm. one, one of the, the Wonder Woman issues I read recently had uh, Ronald and Nancy Reagan in it. Oh, man, they couldn't keep them out of the comics in the 80s. It was, you know, it's a wonder they didn't have their own title at DC. The Reagans. Yeah, the Reagans. Yeah, so, and uh, I wasn't even aware they were even going to appear in it, because I was just reading through it, and um, they almost got, uh, well, Wonder Woman... Long story short, she lost control of her, her plane and it was about to crash into the White House uh, where Ronald and Nancy were and, and the, the secret agent telling them, oh, you better duck, sir. And they ducked <laughs> just as Diana managed to, to get the plane to, to pull up in, just in time, but they were still ducking down like that was going to help. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah, I always duck down when a plane's about to hit me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the Reagans, they would have had an enemy who runs around saying yes to drugs, I imagine. <laughs> probably probably mm. probably yeah. hey i was reading recently that um i can't remember which title it is but oracle uh as in barbara gordon has there's mm. now an anti-oracle oh is there oh yeah, yeah there probably is is yeah. that in suicide squad maybe i'm not sure but you know me loving a good pun. I oh, know it's part of Fear State. I think it's. Um, oh. yeah. I'm not quite up to date with Fear State, but no, yeah. nor am I. But I'm just kicking myself. You know, I love a love a good pun that they didn't go with faux recall. F a u x r a c l. Foracle. 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 Yeah. Okay. You've gone too far now. It's Lex Luthor's it, not Foracle. Oh. oh, good lord. Let's move over to the Doom News Desk before we get any sillier. Okay. Okay. 
So Doom News, we we usually focus on Doom Patrol news, as this is a Doom Patrol podcast, we're waiting for Doom Patrol comic, and Fandom is uh, just wrapping up overnight this morning, so uh, yeah, and uh, the, for Doom Patrol news, let's get that out of the way, the news is uh, Season 4 is coming. Yes. Season 4? Yes, and friend of the show, Shoshana Sashi, has been made a full-time producer of the show. So. Woohoo! Well done, Shoshana. I don't know about her hours. She may not be full time, but she is a full producer. <laughs> yeah, I presume yeah. she gets a pay rise and stuff. Yep. Of course, the show's doing really well, and having a season four isn't indicative of that. So, yes. well, well done then. Uh, now, fandom in Australia, we get to sleep while fandom is on, on, and then we wake up, and instead of trawling through the bits as they come out, we get it all dumped on us at once in a great big pile. And we seem, you know, what was your favourite uh, thing that wasn't announced at fandom? My favourite thing that wasn't announced. Oh, for me, it was the Doom Patrol comic that wasn't announced that's not coming. Yeah. Was, yeah. The thing that I like that they didn't announce was all the new Doom Patrol merchandise and action yes. figures. And the role-playing game, the video game, the card game, and the new chess set, which has, you know, all the the, the team as pawns uh, on one side and the allies and, that, and then all the villains, uh, you know, and, and the other bad guys on the other side of the chess set, you know. Oh, that was DC? really cool that they didn't oh, announce that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was particularly chuffed by all the new action figures they didn't announce and stuff mm. like that. Mm. Oh, 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 and we we can't miss the, the 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 biggest one that they didn't announce was uh, the Doom Patrol Lego set. Yeah, that Doom Manor playset would have looked awesome if it was a real thing and had been announced, but didn't happen. Yeah, we're all very excited for the things that we didn't get. Um, yeah, but, I mean, fandom, they announced, apparently there's a Batman. I mean, my wife said to me, I said, oh, there's a new Batman coming. And she said, oh, will it be as dark as the others? And she said, because I don't want to see if it's all dark. So my wife, not seeing Batman. <laughs> That's all off the press. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm glad that they announced, you know, at least one new Batman comic. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Look, I haven't even seen what was in fandom, and I know that there's at least one new Batman comic. I, that's just f- like fucking throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. Oh, look, Batman sticks. So, And don't get me wrong, I love Batman. I love my detective comics. I'm buying heaps of old detective comics, but come on, you know? Yeah. yeah anyway. Well, they they announced the Black Adam... Well, they didn't. it's already been announced, but they had a Black Adam panel, which was um, mostly The Rock talking about Black Adam with his co-stars saying every now and again, Black Adam, Black Adam, right. Black Adam. I really wanted someone to go, Black Adam? But but that didn't happen. Uh, Yeah. Um, So if you you don't want your your TV shows from DC or your movies dark, then um, you don't want to watch Black Adam either, I'd say. Mm. (laughs) Right. That that looked dark. I mean, that's kind of appropriate, but, you know, hopefully it's a triumphant Justice Society versus Black Adam movie. So, yeah. Anyway, what else? Uh, There was uh, The Flash, which is also Batman. (laughs) <laughs> it's called The Flash. It's really Batman in brackets. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. yeah and, um, the Flash is running around the multiverse and meeting Michael Keaton. Oh, good. Another multiverse story. Thank goodness. Yeah, we yeah. don't have enough multiverse stuff happening in popular culture these days. Woo! Yeah. Um, and oh, I don't know there was other stuff they showed a picture of what Blue Beetle will look like and if you've seen the comic you already knew what he looked like so there you go. 
uh, playing it safe again, DC, eh? What's yeah. next? Another Batman comic? <laughs> well, I mean, I think two years ago when they did Fandom the first time, it went for like, uh, you know, 48 hours or something, and they had all these, uh, you know, panels and stuff. And then mm. it, there was so much left over, they did it on another occasion as well in the same year. So um, I think what happened was the execs went, yeah, oh, this Fandom is a great idea, but it went too long. What can we do to make it uh, shorter? And someone went, well, what about all this comic stuff? Let's get rid of all that. <laughs> so, I'm not bitter. I mean, I'm old enough not to care. But, uh, yeah, that's what happened. So, yeah I, I, yeah, I don't overly care, but I'll still give them shit about it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's our job. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're Australian. We can get away we're with Aussie, it. Yeah, we get yeah. shit to things that, you know, we sort of like. We, we swear yeah. at people and things and, you know, everyone just eats it up and go, oh, those adorable Australians. Yeah. yeah. Well, look at them swear, little foul mouth fuzzy bunnies that they are. Mm, and okay. other such things, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, I forgot to ask you earlier. Mm. But it wasn't really relevant then. Um, okay. But what's that ticking? Oh, shit. Uh, Doom Clock. <laughs> yes, it's time for the Doom Clock once again, and as we look upon the face of said Doom Clock, we can see that it has been just on 67 weeks since we had a new Doom Patrol book on the shelves, Paul, that being Whoa. issue 7 of Doom Patrol Weight of the Worlds, which we discussed in episode 161 from July of 2020. So, um, yeah, mm. so you sure there was nothing in Doom, uh, in Doom, in Fandome? <laughs> Fan doom. <laughs> nothing, no, uh, no hints or nothing in fandom at all, was there? Uh, not about the comic. They did no. show us second half of season two trailer, which um, showed some things coming up for the TV show. The TV show. Do you know there's a Doom Patrol TV show? Because I do, I do. And um, if you're a good boy <laughs> and you're a bit patient, I might talk about it with you um, in a little bit on this very I podcast. want to talk about it now. <laughs> Young man. You will have the Doom Clock segment, then you will have a promo, then, and only then, will you get to discuss the Doom Patrol TV show with me. (laughs) But first, let's play a different game. Uh, How would you like to play the This Week in Doom Patrol History guessing game? I would like to play it. I would like to play it very much. Let's roll the 12-sided die of Doom. Ooh, you are getting 10 this week. 10, I could just you know, ask you really personal questions for eight questions, then nail it in two. <laughs> I would like to hear that happen, sure. <laughs> Alrighty. Okay, so you you have actually picked a comic. I, I have a comic, yes. I oh, have good. a comic. That was my question. Ah, oh, damn, okay. <laughs> Alright, good. So, are you ready? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting on you, dude. Oh, that, that's not a question either. Right. Don't you count that one. You have no. I am now. You have <laughs> <laughs> no. Come on. All right. Question of the tenth. Right. Get on with it. Question. Okay. <laughs> is it uh, written by Keith Giffen? No, it is not written by Keith Giffen. Uh, okay. Is it uh, f- before the nineteen eighties? Yes, it is before the nineteen eighties. Oh. Okay. Is it written by Arnold Drake? It is written by Arnold Drake. Sweet. <laughs> that narrows it down to about 40 issues. <laughs> I've got 11 questions left by my count. Uh, no, seven, Paul. Seven. Seven. Yep. Seven. Hmm, okay. 
Um, hmm. Okay. You ready for this question? Yes. Is the comic <laughs> called My, My Greatest Adventure? It, that wasn't a question. <laughs> when I said, are you ready? <laughs> right. Just checking. Uh, so, so what's your actual question? What's your actual question for question four? <laughs> okay. Uh, I was going to ask a question, but you interrupted, so I'm going to change the question I've asked. It is called Does... My Greatest Adventure. Ah, oh, scumbag. Oh, sorry for... <laughs> Sorry for, you know, playing by the rules that I clearly set out and dictate to you. Uh, you have six questions left. Uh, it is called My Greatest Adventure. Was that yes. One? Yes. Yes, because yes. that was what you asked. Yes. Good. Okay. So that that's down to five, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe. It's not a question. It's not a question. <laughs> uh, I might count it as one. Is it higher or lower than 82? Higher. Is it higher or lower than 82? <laughs> uh, our fans love that bit. They love me it. too. So do I. It, you love it? I love it. Can you not hear me laughing like um, yeah. Mutley every time? It's every fresh. Time. It, it's fresh. It's hot. You know, coming at you with the uh, <laughs> the hot hits and the icy cold cans of Coke. To your and the, the funny thing is no one sees it coming, do they? <laughs> Never, never. It, it's, it's fresh every time mm. that they don't see it. You have five questions remaining. <laughs> uh, all right. Is it... Uh, uh, does it have Animal, Vegetable, Mineral Man on the cover? It does not have Animal, Vegetable, Mineral Man on the cover. Did you say Vegetable? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I like Look, it when people say vegetable. <laughs> Shut up, I'm tired, it's early. <laughs> that wasn't a question, by the way. Um, <laughs> is it uh, number 86? No, it is not issue 86 of My Greatest Adventure. Is it 84? It is 84. By a process of elimination, oh, you got there in the world. Two in a row. Two weeks in a row. Good Lord. Oh, What's going man. on here? Wow. I'd like yes. to thank my mum. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, going on sale for a whole 12 cents on October 17th of 1963 with a cover date of December of that year was My Greatest Adventure, issue 84. Uh, this story was titled The Return of General Immortus. Guess what happens in that? And was brought to us by Arnold Drake, Bruno Premiani, and Murray Boltonoff. And surprise, surprise, it revealed that Immortus had somehow survived the events of My Greatest Adventure 80. Oh no! And was now controlling Robot Man's body via powerful radio waves. With a bomb attached to Cliff's brain, the patrol were forced to help the General rob an ancient Babylonian treasure trove. Oh no! Do you think they got out of that scrape okay, Paul? Hmm. Is that a question? Do I care about <laughs> You've still got, like, two left. No, never mind. Oh, that's two, uh, okay. No, shut up. Uh, we covered this issue back in episode five from January of 2015. Good Lord. And you can find that in the Doom dossier for volume one over at waitingfordoom.com, and that is it for the Doom Clock this week. Well done. Mm. Do, do dogs have souls? <laughs> yes, because dogs are awesome. Okay, cool. You've got one question left. Um... Uh, what would you say at my funeral? 
What wouldn't I say at your funeral, I ask you? <laughs> hey, I'm out of questions. You've got one. <laughs> I'd like to thank Paul for arranging this awesome laser light show and the crane that is going to lift. <laughs> Remember all those funeral plans we discussed on the garage? Yeah, show? yeah. I was yeah, going yeah. to have the final countdown in my, yeah, my yeah, yeah. coffin would be, it would be filled with smoke and my coffin will hover around the place on a yeah. crane, on one of those armatures and yeah. you know, yeah. go up and down and stuff and then eventually And then it will do a drum solo in midair as well with robotic arms that will attach on the side. <laughs> my coffin has robotic arms? Yeah, it does oh. now. <laughs> no, I better tell the wife to up the funeral budget. <laughs> Stellar Studios presents an Into the Weird and a World on Fire production. Starring in alphabetical order, Brainwave Jr., Fury, Jade, Northwind, Nuclon, Obsidian, The Silver Scarab, The Star Spangled Kid. These are the members of Infinity Inc., the protégés and children of the legendary Justice Society. Created by Roy Thomas, Jerry Ordway, and Mike Macklin, their 1980s adventures are chronicled at last by Herman Lowe and Billy Dee, two podcasters with way too much time on their hands, but dedicated to analyzing, glorifying, and sometimes vilifying the stories from the team's first series. So hop in your Star Rocket Racer, switch on the radio, and let's rediscover the Earth 2 we'd all like to go back to. Star Rocket Radio. An Infinity Inc. podcast, soaring through the Pottersphere since September 2021. Okay, and now it is part of the show we call Doom Splaining when we explain things about the Doom Patrol, which is basically focused on TV show in the absence of all other things. Doom Patrol, um, things that aren't uh, around at the moment include comics, toys, uh, action figures, video games, um, uh, Halloween costumes, uh, board games, board games, um, Monopoly, book. Doom Patrol Monopoly, Doom Patrol um, Monopoly. Oh wow! Doom Patrol Two of Pursuit. Can't get that. Um, you cannot get uh, custom Doom Patrol uh, elephant saddles um, <laughs> and things like that. You have landed on the painting that ate Paris. Go directly to the painting. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that, yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you landed on my hotel at Codsville. <laughs> oh, dear. All right. Um, yeah, so Doom Patrol episode five of the show... Uh, Basically, uh, they have recovered from being zombies now, and this is sort of aftermath. And one of the things that's going on is in the many, many personalities of Jane, uh, young Kay would like to uh, be dominant and go and get some shoes, and everyone is freaking out about that, but uh, Jane herself is a champion of that sort of freedom. Uh, Cliff is battling with his early onset of Parkinson's, and uh, but he has medication. Uh, but hearing that it takes several months to start to work, it decides to just binge on it, uh, over, overdose. Um, what else? Uh, Cyborg gets turned back on, so he's you know no longer blue, he's red, and he's in touch mm-hmm. with Grid again, and um, he's excited about that. 
Uh, Larry has lumps. Um, so <laughs> yes, Larry has some sort of radioactive lump that's moving around him. Lumpy uh, Larry. Yeah, but in the midst of all this, uh, Madame Rouge, or Laura DeMille, or whatever we're calling, Shannon, calls a team meeting. <laughs> <laughs> and I was very amused by the fact that Jane said to her, Hey, Doctor Who, <laughs> at the start. Yes. Yes, but she tells them, uh, uh, remember the ant farm breakout that the Doom Patrol were responsible for? Um, one of the people's uh, groups that got away were the Sisterhood of Dada, and she wants them to track them down and kill them before they activate the eternal flagellation. Um, mm. And the Doom Patrol, well, Cliff particularly, says, we only kill Nazis, not the Sisterhood of Dada. Nazis uh, and butts, he said. Yeah, yes. Nazis yeah. and butts. But they get told that... Uh, uh, Shannon will leave them if uh, they do this mission. So they, they agree to do that. They are going to infiltrate the brother, the sisterhood of Dada. I'm so used to saying the brotherhood of Dada, mm. but I think no one noticed and I got away with it. You did. Um, well yes, but uh, Madame Rouge stays behind with Rita. So uh, um, And Rita decides that she's a time-traveling adventurer uh, mm. when confronted with evidence that she existed in the past. Um, so just as Madame Rouge thinks she's a bird, Rita thinks she's a time-travelling adventurer, um, and the rest of the team are travelling, and Cliff is completely zany because he's taken too much Parkinson's meds, um, so he is out of his gourd, as the kids say. <laughs> yep, they sure do, you hep daddy-o. Yeah, and uh, they suddenly find that on their way to the Sisterhood of Dada, they come in across some, this great big fog, and they crash the bus in the fog, um, not seriously. Everyone gets out and they decide they'll t- stick together, but Cliff absolutely runs off because he's... Um, what, are the, well, what else did the kids say? High as a kite. He's Loopy Lou yes. on the drugs. Yep. He's yeah. Loopy Louie. Yep. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, back at the Doom Patrol headquarters, the mansion, uh, there's a bit of drunk bonding between the ladies and um, having decided that uh, she trusts Madame Rouge, uh, Rita reveals that she has the missing part of the time machine to make it work. Um, so, yeah, and they get really drunk at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they drink. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right, so now now I know some of the names of these characters because of the comics, so, but you correct me if I miss any of the names. So uh, Cliff is wandering off and he sees an ice cream truck and there is a girl asleep at the wheel of the ice cream truck. I would assume that is Sleepwalk from the uh, Brotherhood of Data in the comics. Is that correct? Correct, yes. Yes, yes. okay. And then he opens the back and there's this vortex whirling at him and a woman comes at him. Who is that woman, Mike? Well, we learn later... Well, I believe that's the quiz. The quiz, yes. Yes. yes so um, in the comics, she is the, the Japanese woman who hates germs and mm. uh, dirt and stuff. So she is in a sealed suit. In the, but in this, uh, she ends up in a glass case. So Cliff gets sucked in to talk to her. Um, yes. yes. Uh, Jane. Jane uh, finds herself in a sweets shop and she realises that she is meeting the fog who um, in this is uh, a lot more cogent than she is in the comics um, Mm -hmm. and a lot more female than uh, the male in the comics. (laughs) Yes. 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 So uh, Jane and Kay are in the sweet shop uh, talking with the fog and meanwhile the rest of Jane's personalities are roaming around outside. So, you know, Jane is literally inside the fog's head. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Or realm or whatever. Hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, Cyborg meets, uh, I think, a character's called Frenzy, uh, yes. who is uh, the gentleman with the bicycle on his back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a, a fellow African-American. Um, and they have a fairly intense discussion about how Cyborg has no sense of identity beyond his superhero stuff. And um, that is perhaps he is not connected to his uh, the roots of his people or um, you know mm. where he comes from or the struggle of his... his um, people so yes yes um but um cliff talking to uh the quiz discovers he can talk japanese and is pretty impressed with that yeah um larry who because he doesn't have his um negative energy anymore he is told to stay at the bus um he sees a uh, soldier from uh the bureau of normal normalcy wandering around mm-hmm. um and then discovers that uh, it's his son who's also there, Paul. Yep. And I'm just going to point out that it's played by John Getz, who uh, played a character in uh, the 1986 version of The Fly called Stathis Borens, which is one of the best names ever. <laughs> right. Okay. Yes. Cool. Yes, and he was an inappropriate boss towards um, What's-Her-Face. The one that Jeff Goldblum married. What's her name? Gina Davis. Gina Davis. Gina Davis. Yeah. Yes. Was, Otherwise known Gina... as that one that Jeff Goldblum married. <laughs> well, that could be Laura Dern, because uh, he also married her. In fact, um, this, is, this is very disturbing. Gina Davis was married to Jeff Goldblum, and Jeff Goldblum was married to Laura... Uh, no. Rennie Harlan, the film director, was married to Laura Dern. And oh, then those couples all yeah. broke up, and then they all remarried each other. So. Yeah. So Gina Davis married uh, Rennie Harlan in time to make Cutthroat Island, and <laughs> and Laura Dern married Jeff Goldblum. Uh, yes, as he said, I'm always looking for uh, uh, the next ex Mrs. Malcolm. Um, it's true, <laughs> but I diverge. I'm off the top. You think? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. And, yeah. Yeah, uh, but in in the midst of all this, Cliff decides that he's had enough of this whole um, trying to infiltrate the brother, the sisterhood, the sisterhood of Data. Mm. Get it right, Paul. Yeah. Um, and he says, uh, "Fuck Laura Demille." And as soon as he says that, all uh, the characters of the uh, the team, the sisterhood of Data, realise that this is a mission by Laura Demille, and they all get aggro. And Sleepwalk wakes up from the uh, wheel of the ice stream truck and marches into the realm where uh, Cliff is talking to the quiz and punches the crap out of him. Mm. Yeah, and, um, yeah, the fog lifts, um, yeah, and then, yeah, they're all back in the bus as if nothing ever happened, except Larry has his son in his arms. Yes. His elderly son, played by John Getz from The Fly. Yeah, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Focus. <laughs> Stay on target. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so they all head back to the mansion, and this is sort of the debrief at the end of the episode. So um, Larry has Paul, who's been speaking gibberish. Um, he's got him, you know, resting, and he notices he's wearing the Bureau of Normalcy um, pin on his lapel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also see that the lump that uh, is moving around Larry's body is actually glowing, like the negative energy. Mmm. Mmm. Yeah, uh, Cyborg has come away from his chat with uh, Frenzy, and he is um, very angry. 
and I think uh, Frenzy really touched a nerve in what he said. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So uh, Frenzy left him with this mask that said "Approximate Man," which mm. was a mask of Cyborg, and uh, Cyborg smashed it in anger. Yes. Cliff is making poor choices on his computer, and Cyborg told him never to click the pop-ups. <laughs> and he, what does he do? He clicks the pop-ups on his yeah. computer. Yeah. yeah. That's Whoops. bad. Jane has much to think about from talking with uh, the fog, um, and there was a little bit of sexual tension between them. A little bit? Oh, my goodness, <laughs> yes. Just a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Um, but she finds... Um, and then she has an internal argument with her others about, uh, you know, Jane, uh, Kay's freedoms... So there's a lot of, uh, you know, things aren't peaceful in Jane again. And uh, then she pulls out of her pocket one of the candies from the shop, um, the sweet shop owned by the Fog, and it's a bit hairy, but she eats it anyway. Mmm, hairy candy. <laughs> <laughs> and the last thing in the episode is Rita uh, discovers that Madame Rouge is completely um, drunk, passed out. And decides that she won't wait any longer to be a time-traveling adventurer. She's going to do it now. And she goes and jumps into the time machine and disappears. Mm. And that was the end of episode five. Mm. Now, for me to go through it in detail. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I've already done that. (laughs) What do you think, Mike? What did you think? I... Higher or lower? Um, this was a very interesting episode, and I have seen some, not like outright negative feedback in regards to it, but people kind of saying, oh, it was too slow, and uh, you know, nothing happened, and it was boring, and I'm kind of like, well, A, it's build up, B, you're introducing the the main villains, or, you know, opponents for this season, um, unless Laura is that same thing, and we just haven't had that revealed yet. Um, but yeah, and I guess you kind of can't have them all leaping around, you know, legs akimbo and, you know, arms on hips going, I'm the fog and I'm the quiz and we're going to mm. fight now. Ha ha ha. Because the Doom Patrol TV show and the comic, if you ever get to read that, is just not like that. It's kind of just like, here's some wacky shit that's happening and here's how it's going to play out. So, mm. yeah, it was it was kind of an interesting way to introduce the opposing force for this season. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. I think in the comics, they're mostly played for laughs. Um, yeah. And the show, I mean, because this show is really digging into people's, you know, issues of identity and purpose and things like that, you know, everything is sort of um, trying to fuel that story. So I think they were mm-hmm. there to fuel that story. So I actually watched this episode twice, and the first time I watched it, I was like, there's a lot of talking. And the second time I watched it, I, was, I thought, there's a lot of talking, but I can see the point now. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like, the third yeah. time I watched it, I thought, I've been a, I don't have time to do this anymore. Uh, no, I didn't and then the fourth um, time, you were like, why am I doing this again? Um, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, in in the comic, like, Frenzy, he's, he's like, we kind of get his point of view, I recall, for in, in one issue, um, and he's Nowhere near as, uh, I want to say... Eloquent? Eloquent, yes. Or or intelligent or, you know, as introspective as Frenzy on the TV show appears. Because, yeah, he was asking Cyborg some pretty deep stuff. Um, yeah. Like, why are you? And it's like, oh, what, what do you mean? And Cyborg's getting so frustrated that he's defending himself. But still, then, by the end of the episode, is asking himself those same questions that were put to him. 
Mm. Um, and, and that seems to be the recurring theme, not just in this episode, but in the show's entirety as well. Um, and it's it's now getting to the point where not only are our, our heroes asking themselves about their place in the universe and what are they doing with their lives, but now they're kind of being... It's being hinted at that, well, maybe you should start making your own choices and doing what you want to do rather than have your life foisted upon you by others. Mm. And I think that that, at this point in the show's history, is good and bad. I think it's bad because we've had two and a half seasons of that already, uh, yeah. but it's become really blatant in this episode in particular. And I think it's good because it might lead to the characters, yeah, making those choices about what they want to do with their lives. And and they might even become something of a team. <laughs> like in the, the scene where Laura is banging on, on Larry's door and saying, you know, team meeting in the main room, three minutes. And uh, Rita just freaks out and goes, you can't call a team meeting. We're not even, you, you're not a team leader. We're not even a team. <laughs> it's like, that's a good point. And it'd be really mm. nice if, if one day, if we can get to the point where one day they, even if they're still reluctantly a team, if they can do something that says, yes, we're unified and we all, uh, yeah, just a bit more unified, but reaching those decisions themselves and being happy with it. Mm. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> it's quite a lot of hubris to say, okay, you guys go on this, you know, assassination mission. We're going to stay here and get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's the thing. I, I'm kind of like, why haven't they just thrown her out? You know, <laughs> it's like uh, Jane did the polite thing of raising her hand and asking the question later on, and she was instructed to do so by this bossy boots, time traveling amnesiac woman, and saying, "If we go in and do this mission, will you then leave us forever?" Yeah. And she goes, and, and and Laura goes, um. Yeah, you're right, I probably will. And they all get up and go, oh, okay, cool. And I'm like, hang on, you've got Cyborg and Robot Man and Jane. The three of them alone could surely drag Laura's ass outside of the mansion <laughs> and get rid of her. But they're just putting up with her. It's mm. like, ugh. Anyway. Yes, but, I mean, Rita's bonnet. I mean, the whole time where there's this uncertainty about uh, Madame Rouge, is she good or evil? And, you know, there's you know evidence to support both cases really but um you know where there's a lot of uncertainty and yeah she's obviously done something to piss off the sisterhood in the past yeah because the you're right the the, the minute cliff mentions laura's name and sachiko goes what did you say and then because they're all within the the realm of the fog in shelly's realm obviously word gets out very quickly that yeah. that's who the patrol in cahoots with and that's when it all turns to shit yeah. so yeah. That's probably a good segue to move on to episode six. Episode six, 1917 Patrol. And, okay, I'll leave my questions on the end because, yeah, I've got a lot of questions about this one. Okay. Anyway, uh, so yes, it, it opens with Rita traveling through time. And as she has, you know, a tear of every regret in her life so far and every sad memory about her life, all her memories vanish for each tear she sheds. So she turns up in Iowa in 1917 with her memory empty and her bladder full uh, in someone's <laughs> front yard of their farm. 
Uh, shortly, the Bureau of Normalcy arrived to take her away. Uh, and while in the distance, uh, observing all of this is uh, Monty Mallow and the Brain, with Mallow making sketches of the time machine so that Brain can hopefully reverse engineer one for his own world domination, to which Mallow says, you mean our plans for world domination. <laughs> Brain's like, <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh, it's at the Bureau that Rita meets uh, Laura DeMille, who's a recruiter for the Bureau of Normalcy, uh, and she interviews Rita to try and ascertain who, what, why she is, uh, with all this, those questions on the, the clipboard presented to her. All, all that Rita's got to go on is a note that she wrote to herself before she hopped in the time machine last episode, which reads, Laura DeMille and Sisterhood of Data. So while testing Rita to, ter- to determine her power set, they discover her elastic power. Uh, so that's revealed when a bowl is knocked off Laura's table and Rita just shoots out an arm instinctively and grabs it. She says it felt good. And <laughs> Laura puts uh, a big stamp on Rita's file, which says, declares she's not a weapon. Uh, so Rita <laughs> and her abilities are put to use in the mailroom at the Bureau, uh, where she now works with Holly, who we actually saw in the previous episode as the sleeping woman, a.k.a. Sleepwalker, uh, in the, the ice cream mm. truck. Uh, Holly gives her new friend the nickname of Bendy. Uh, and I actually had mm. to listen to that a few times. I wasn't sure if they were saying Wendy, but Bendy made much more sense, and I slapped myself. Uh, so... <laughs> And they just notice uh, at that point that they're being watched by uh, a group of people, most of whom we actually met in the previous episode as members of the Sisterhood. Yes. So after an awkward moment in the Bureau lunchroom, it's revealed that the metahumans working there are forced to eat in the basement. And it's here that Holly introduces Rita, or Bendy, to the rest of the group. Uh, so she gets to meet Malcolm, Shelley, who's the Fog, uh, Sachiko, who we know is the Quiz, and Lloyd, who is we know as Frenzy. Back in the mailroom, Rita sees a pile of correspondence being held for one Niles Calder and admits to Laura that she has a twinge of familiarity at seeing his name. This is when Laura admits that she knows more about the sisterhood that she's led on and as a mist appears, they are both transported to the secret meeting place of that group who welcome Rita to their party. Uh, And it's here where Malcolm reveals that he exchanged his heart for a uh, canary when he was in Verdun. And that's when he opens his shirt, shows a, a bird, literal birdcage, and the canary that's chirping around the room flies in there. Uh, of course. Uh, the next mm. morning, Bendy and Laura discuss how difficult life can be for metahumans and how they should uh, follow their bliss and take a chance on the world when possible, which they actually end up doing in the Bureau lunchroom later that day, all of them causing a data-esque disturbance uh, until a guard escorts them out. And it's then revealed that the, the guard is actually a shapeshifter who turns back into Laura, who leads them to uh, an escape before the real guards turn up and take them away. Whilst they're figuring out their plans, Bendy and Malcolm share a quiet moment, almost kissing, uh, after which she decides to stay with the sisterhood, uh, and Malcolm thinks she's come to show them, possibly, how to bend and stretch towards a better world. And meanwhile, while all that's going on in the past, uh, Larry is taking care of his son, Paul, who is still rattled after his encounter with the sisterhood in, in the, the fogged woods. Uh, once recovered, Paul reveals he chose to join the Bureau after everything that had happened with their family. And Larry finally snaps and says he's done feeling guilty about their past and asks Paul to leave. And later, when Larry is alone, uh, he's brought to his knees by the pain uh, inflicted upon him by the return of his mobile tumour. Jane and Kay have conspired to sneak Kay up to the top so she can experience the day in the real world. And while at first she's wanting to buy some shoes, Kay ends up stealing a bike 
and then riding it around town. Uh, when Kay returns to the underground, Dr. Harrison and the other personas confront Jane about her actions, but Jane calls her bluff, and Harrison quietly makes a promise to the other personas that there will be no more idle threats towards Jane, which is a bit worrying. Uh, meanwhile, Cliff becomes even more addicted to the internet, and he's of little help to Vic, who is still questioning his role in existence as Cyborg. Uh, I believe Cliff said to Vic, I think the exact words were something along the lines of, why don't you ask someone who actually gives a shit? (laughs) So, you know, team bonding right there. Uh, Desperate to further fund his online addictions, them being gaming, gambling, and cam girls, Cliff has a very flawed moment of clarity and then decides to start selling his housemates' items and his own blueprints for his own robot body. And so Vic goes off to the real-world hiking spot that he met his mother at in the afterlife, and he recalls his discussion with both her and his recent one with Frenzy, and he decides to take control of his life, and he goes to see a Dr. Chalmers about getting some some synthetic skin over his cyborg parts. Uh, And the final scene of this episode shows Laura, back in the present day, pouring over all her notes relating to the sisterhood, and she says out loud, whatever it is they're after, it won't be me. But, surprise, surprise, the, this is when she starts hearing voices whispering in the air saying, maybe it will be. And the fireplace erupts and flames float up in the air and showing their bizarre data-esque logo that they're using everywhere to try and recruit people to join the eternal flagellation. And the words, piffle paffle. Mm. What did you think of episode six? Paffle is it becomes like their their slogan of um, "I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore." Yeah, it, it's, it's sort of from network. It's, it's like uh, when uh, yeah. Sachiko first speaks to Rita, and Rita says, oh, did I just learn Japanese all of a sudden?" And they go, "Ah, oh, piffle paffle." It means just just roll with it. Just yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Hakuna Matata. <laughs> it's she'll be right. Yeah. yeah. Go, you good thing. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to... I, I really liked about this is every time we see the brain, he is in a different casing. Mm. Um, you know, so he obviously uh, updates his technology and because this was 1917, we saw a downdated version of his technology mm. in this case. Yeah. Um, but I think this sort of shot up my theory that um, Laura DeMille is part of Rita uh, pretty badly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but, okay, so, obviously, we were, con- it was confirmed that Laura DeMille is a shapeshifter. Yes. Finally. I mean, we knew she could turn into a bird, but now we, you, she can turn into whoever she wants. Yes. She has a lot of control. It's interesting that Rita has tons of control over her powers when she's not consumed with uh, guilt and her memories. So, mm. Yes. Mm, very t- telling. Mm. Um I wondered if, Ma- like, Malcolm is not in the future as part of the team, so something happens to Malcolm. Yes. I actually wondered if he was the melty-faced man in hell. He was um, indeed the melty-faced man in the afterlife, because uh, he says when when they go back to the lunchroom the next day and Rita decides to make a stand uh, and sit at one of the, the tables that all the agents normally sit at. Um, she starts to have a bit of a freak out. Her face starts melting a little bit. And then Malcolm comes up to her and gives her, you know, a reassuring, you know, pat on the back and says to her, never let them see you sweat, which is what the exact same line that the guy in the other bullet said. Uh, so it is Malcolm. Uh, Pass me, Malcolm. Confirmation. Thank you. I wonder what's happened to his canary in his chest at that point in hell. Mm. Um, anyway. Hmm. 
Yeah, the the sister of Dada were hippie as fuck. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, as a kid, so. Yeah, I mean, they were very unemployed actors. (laughs) As far as their idea of fun is just saying things and moving. But they're very Dada, very good. Um, Yeah, it's interesting. So, theorising. I'll do some theorising. I think the time machine is actually built by Mallor and the Brain at some point in the future. Oh. From 1917, so 1917's future. Right. Higher, not lower. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I think, I mean, Laura DeMille is probably, has some falling out and joins with the, the sisterhood of, uh, with the brotherhood of evil instead of the sisterhood of Dada. I'm getting con- my hoods confused. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah. Rolling in the hoods. Um, oh, God. It's yeah, so yeah, things there are things to come, aren't there? Mm, yeah, mm. I I do like that. On the one hand, I'm loving that there's this this whole mystery about what who who or what is is the the sisterhood's history is and and what the flagellation will actually be. They kind of hinted at it that it's you know uh, sometimes you need to burn everything or burn the world you know in order to create a, a fresh new thing um so it's obviously some sort of apocalyptic type thing um but on the other hand i want all the episodes now because <laughs> it's so good um <laughs> and having to wait week by week is so frustrating but it's it's worth it um when they come along but yeah i i, I agree with you something something has has to have happened between Laura and the rest of the sisterhood. And I wouldn't be surprised if she ended up with the brotherhood um, mm. because that's where she was in the comics when we first met her. Um, yeah. And I think Malcolm might be a casualty in that crossing. Mm. Yeah, well, uh, everyone obviously holds a grudge against her. Mm. Um, but, but having said that, it, it, it's... Yeah, it's hard to know where it's all going to go. And I, I still don't know why, you know, what's... I think Rita doesn't have a soul. Where's her soul? Where does the porn porn Rita come into it? Things <laughs> I think, yeah, I don't know. I still reckon that Laura will be porn Rita. Yeah. I, I still reckon at some point, um, in order to just get by and, and have money coming in, or, you know... Um, Laura ha- has done that awful deed to Rita, um, and it's been, you know, so well hidden from the general populace that that's why it was a surprise to Rita in season one, mm. and and to us viewers as well, I have to say. Yeah, so Re- Rita's story starts in the 30s, that's when she's an actress, isn't it? Uh, or is it late, 30, later than 30s, that? 30s, 40s, I'm pretty sure, because yeah. um, in, in the earlier episode, where the Brotherhood send Gargwacks off to you know, announce Rita as their target. That was in the 40s, I'm pretty sure. So, mm. let's say, yeah, 30s, 40s, when Rita's star would have been ascending. Okay, so that means that, I mean, probably Laura is instrumental in Gargurix being given that mission by the the, the Brotherhood of Evil, perhaps. Mm. Yeah, I, I... I... Yeah, it's... <laughs> We need more. We need it now. Damn it! <laughs> Time comes. I, I do. I do love the the trick of having people lose their memory whenever they time travel because it just means that it just complicates time travel so much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you you can't really take advantage of what you're doing because you don't remember who you are and what you were doing. So yeah. I, I love it when hmm. Rita reveals the note to the agents. 
when they're taking her away and she says, oh yes, my name is Laura DeMille and they go, oh, wisecracker. And then when she meets a real Laura and she just like stamps down her, her desk plate with, yeah. with her name on it, she's like, ah, right, I see. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's a very, yeah, I, I kind of get that some people may have been a bit frustrated with episode five being a bit slow, but I think it, it's build up, um, you know, and you can't just rush everything all at once. And I think six was kind of the payoff for that. Uh, and you saw mm. where these kind of dark and damaged, uh, members of the sisterhood first came from. So something, something very bad has happened to them at some, since, you know, at some point between 1917 and now. So, mm. yeah. And, also, I find it interesting that Niles' letter to the Bureau uh, about Laura was written in 1949 when he's saying that, you know, she should be terminated. And I think now it means more that her employment with the Bureau should be terminated, not her life ended. Mm. Um, oh, okay. And, and yet, Rita went back to 1917. So, they would have been, you know, Niles would have been aware of Laura, I guess, at some point over 30 years. Um, and I guess he was on a, you know, well on quote unquote assignment, probably, I think at 19, at around 1917, he was up in the, the wild North with Dorothy's mum. I think that would, would have been the assignment he was on. So he, you know, probably wouldn't have been aware too much of Laura at the time, but I'm just like, wow, it's like, yeah, at some point we need to sit down and do a proper TV timeline (laughs) of everything that happened and when. Including yeah, well, time travel. issues that, you know, maybe Rita's abilities come from Laura and the Chief has harvested them and given them to Rita. Um, and maybe he's doing that because he knows in the future Rita has these powers. So he, he's, you know, maintaining that destiny of Rita's. So it's it's less malicious and more, you know, um, just fate that uh, he does that. And then you've got, I mean, the fact that, you know, maybe it is Rita who locked the team in uh, the Codsville Hotel when they're going to die because she knew that had to happen. So maybe that's, you know, oh, fate and destiny. God, I hate well. time travel. <laughs> <laughs> I hate time travel too. God. Time travel gives me a headache. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Look, I'm yeah. sure, look, we, we've got four episodes to go. I'm, I'm sure it will all be revealed and play out really well. Um, in the next few episodes. I just kind of hope that we don't have a massive out-of-nowhere zing right at the very end like we did with a giant rat and giant cockroach um, in a previous season because that was totally unexpected and it was like, oh, right. (laughs) Whereas I I think all the elements are there for there to be a slightly more satisfying conclusion to this season. Yeah. Perhaps. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I, this season seems to me much more tightly organised, I'd say. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's but, been really good so far. Yeah. And we do have an episode where they get turned into puppets coming up, judging from the trailers that we've seen. I had forgotten that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And, oh, yeah. Okay, now I'll leave. Yeah. I was going to say something else, but I'll leave it out. <laughs> no, because there's, there's, there's a scene... Okay, I'm going to say it. Screw you all. Uh, there's a scene where Larry kind of gives birth to something, and he kind of coughs it up, and I don't know yeah. if everyone's seen that yet, but 
it's like, oh, oh my goodness, what the hell? Yeah, maybe that ties back in the comic thing with the Rebus stuff where he goes to the moon and, you know, hatches, you know, becomes an egg and... Yeah. So, but, so, but, yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn you making me wait a week for each episode, <laughs> HBO. <laughs> You're really into it, aren't you? I'm, I'm really enjoying this season, yeah. yeah. I and, mm. and I've been spoilt as part of the streaming generation, as the kids say. In where where you can have everything and just binge watch watch it all in one row in one go, but now well you must be patient and wait for the goodness that is mm. to control TV. Yeah. Right. Hmm. All right. I think we have doom explained that a bit. Heck yes. <laughs> and now it's the return of the mighty Malbag O Doom. Yes, because we're back, we've brought back the question of the week. And last time we asked you, dear listeners, what is your favourite comic right now? And first up, we heard from Ryan Daly, at RyanDaly01 on the Twitters. And Ryan said, I would have said Immortal Hulk, except A, the series is now over, and B, the artist turning out to be a bigot kind of ruined it at the end. So maybe Black Widow or Guardians of the Galaxy. Are you reading any of those, Mike? Uh, no, no, and no. Uh, I've been reading all three, so yeah, uh, Immortal Hulk has been very good, uh, Al Ewing has really been delivering on that one, uh, yeah, but uh, Joe Bennett being a bigot is pretty nasty, <laughs> and I feel sorry for Al Ewing that he's had to, you know, uh, all those uh, comic creators who have had work ruined because someone is a dickhead, yeah, um, yeah. but uh, Black Widow, I really like Black Widow, and Gathers Galaxy has been pretty swell, cool. so... Um, Al Ewing's also running Gardens of the Galaxy, and uh, yeah, okay. Black Widow is Kelly Thompson, I believe. Okay. And Al is writing uh, The Defenders, which I am reading. Ah, okay, cool. Of that. And yeah, I, I, I don't think I've he- heard anything negative about Al's writing, ever. So yeah. uh, he does good work. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, Mike Lapine said, Homesick Pilots, for sure, which is one I'm not reading. I think that's a Boom comic. Maybe, yeah. No, I'm, I'm not reading that one either. Yeah. But that's, I'm glad you're enjoying that, Mike. Uh, Jeff Dahl at Red King 36 wrote The Immortal Hulk. Hands down some of the best writing I've seen in years and a love letter to long-term Hulk fans. Nice. Hmm, I'd agree with that. Uh, Revenge Technician Casual Hex said Red Room by Ed Piscor, which is one I know of but have not read. I believe it's about... Um, uh, it's sort of torture porn internet stuff, so Uh-oh. it's very real. <laughs> right. <clears throat> okay. Uh, we then heard from Ange at Dr. Ange 70. Hi, Ange. He writes in, crazy as it sounds, there are a lot of good comics out there now, like Wonder Woman, Blade Runner Origins, Blade Runner 2029, Checkmate, and Superman and the Authority, but my favorite right now is Action Comics by Philip K. Johnson and at Sampera Art. Uh, interesting take on Superman, but Ange also added in Suicide Squad, Flash, Spider-Woman, and Superman 78 as other great books on the shelves. Nice. Ah. Yes, well, I have been following Wonder Woman, and that's by Michael Conrad and Becky Cloonan, um, and that has been great. A yes. really good take on Wonder Woman. I've, Lots of fun. I've been reading that as well, uh, and yeah, the whole Diana being dead and going into different afterlives has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, and getting to bring in some, you know... Dead Man and you know the Spectre and things like that. And she Absolutely. fights Thor. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's public domain. Yes! In your face, Marvel, you sons of... Anyway. Yeah. 
Um, I've heard very good things about Superman Authority, so I want to check that out. Um, I have just started reading Action Comics, uh, that run that uh, he's talking about, and um, yeah, it's interesting at the start. And I continue, I will continue to read it on DC Universe Infinite via my VPN as it comes out. Nice. Um, and I love the Flash. The Flash is awesome. Speaking of DC Infinite, was there any chance at Fandom that they announced the international release of DC Infinite? That was one of the big announcements they didn't make at all. Yeah. And I would like to point out that two years ago they said it was coming summer this year, and it didn't. Anyway, we heard from Chris Lydon at Chris Lydon 7, <laughs> who replied with his favourite book that he's reading at the moment is Nightwing. Are you reading Nightwing, Mike? I'm not, but I am waiting for the trade of... of... I think that comes out this week. Oh, this week? I thought it was coming out in December. Okay. I will hunt down the trade because I have made an agreement with a friend who I hope is listening to this in that I will read the Nightwing trade and then they have to watch Doom Patrol. (laughs) Is this Katie? This is Katie Katie Sullivan (laughs) at Katie Scarlet 94 So, Katie, I hope you're listening because the minute I can get my hands on that trade, I'm reading it, and then I look very much forward to hearing your thoughts on Doom Patrol Seasons 1 to 3. And I'll just point out that trade is a hardcover. I'm going to wait for the soft cover. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that buys you a lot more time. Yeah, I think that was the one I... I, I'm sure I read it was coming out in December. Anyway, I I just prefer um, my soft cover trades, just because. Um, So, Katie has a little bit more time. This comic is too hard. Is that what you say? <laughs> too many words for Mike. Oh. <laughs> Cover not bendy. All right. Where am letter columns? <laughs> uh, we heard from Alan Middleton, who said, Something is killing the children, leading into the House of Slaughter. They're both uh, James Tinian series from Boom. And, uh, yes, I'm up to date with Something is Killing the Children. It is very good. So they are uh, actual and... comics, not Alan alerting us to something horrible going on. No, no. Um, Just the way it's written. Yeah, the... Something is killing yeah. the children, leading into the House of Slaughter. <laughs> <laughs> Answer the question about comics, Alan. Uh, <laughs> yes, I've been reading them. They're good comics. Cool. Okay. There is indeed something killing the children, and there are people trying to stop this somethings from killing the children, and they are part of the House of Slaughter, which is one of the uh, the secret society of monster hunters. Right. Uh, Why and uh, the one of the things about this comic as very very cool visuals. So okay. check it out. Cool. Uh, we then heard from Ace Twelfth there, Mink at Walls of Underscore Cubicle. That's our friend Kevin, and he wrote in six side side blah blah six sidekicks of Trigger Keaton. Yes. Loving that. Yeah, that's uh, Chris Schweitzer and Carl Starks. Yes. Another Carl Starks comic. I love Carl Starks comics. They're great. Great fun. Of fun. Yep. I just got um, Old Head by him, which was sort of... Um, it was the uh, Dracula versus uh, basketball players comic you've always wanted. <laughs> I've not heard of that, but I will check it out. <laughs> yes. We have from FKA Jason, Jay Jones, from the Silver and Gold Types of Podcasts, and he said, I'm really enjoying Blue and Gold. It's the only thing I'm excited to read these days. I've read the first issue, and I'm hoping to get the next two uh, imminently, imminently cool. when the world is open again, which could be Monday. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe. Maybe. 
<laughs> cool. Uh, James Kaplan at Sinister JHK wrote in, right now I'm thinking Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Cool. Thanks, James. Yeah, the, the Tom King one. Uh, uh, Tom King trauma comics. Love them. No, yeah, no. Tom King trauma yeah, comics. No, Angie's not happy. I think I'm kind of done with Tom King trauma comics. Um, I, I've yet to get the final issue of Strange Adventures, but I've kind of had it spoiled for me, and I'm kind of like, really, dude? Come on. Uh, anyway, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try the Human Target, mm, just because it's got JLI in it, and I have to. Yeah, it's it's kind of like I tried Strange Adventures because it's got Doc Shiner. Uh-huh. Um, I, I'm much more of a Doc Shiner fan than anything else in that book, and yeah. Anyway, who else did we hear from? We heard from Raggedy Man. He said uh, he's uh, Saga, which has just been announced as returning next year. Yes. And the ongoing Cyberpunk 2077 miniseries. So, do you have to download upgrades to that comic as you read it? Uh, ooh, burn. Sick burn. Um, <laughs> and, and do it multiple times in order for it to work properly? <laughs> <laughs> Unless you have a PS5. Yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah, no, my son likes that game, and um, yeah, I haven't read the comics, but yeah, Saga, are you going to return to Saga? Did you ever get into Saga? Did I ever? Hello, it was on my pool list, and it's remained uh. on my pool list, and I've made sure that it's been on my pool list um, since it went on hiatus. Um, do you own the first issue? I do not own the first issue, because I got into it a little bit late. I have the very first trade, uh, uh, okay. but then I have all the single issues afterwards. I was going to say, you should sell that first issue, because it's worth a lot. Mm. But uh, but yeah. you can't, because you don't. No, I, I, I do not. As per usual, I was late to the party. Uh, <laughs> fashionably late, I like to call it, but whatever, shut up. Uh, we then heard from David S. Gutierrez, at DM Gutierrez, and he wrote in That Texas Blood. I have not heard of that comic, but if you are enjoying it, I am glad you are enjoying it, David. That's an image series, and I think I might check it out, because um, David, or Dag, as I like to call him, um, has pretty good taste. Okay. You don't really call him Dag, do you? I'm going to start. Does he know what that means here in Australia? Do you want to tell him what it means? No, you can tell him when you're chatting to him later on. Okay, all right. When you're hanging out with it's your buddy not, Dag. It's not, it's not filthy. It's but, not, you know, but it, you know. It's a bit like a geek or nerd, but less uh, associated with pop culture. Mm. Like, uh, a dag is just someone who doesn't dress really cool or anything like that. Mm. Right. Perhaps. Oh, is that a good definition? That'll do. <laughs> I'm sure David's loving all this attention. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, dag. <laughs> who else did we hear from, Paul? Good Lord, this is taking forever. Uh, we have from Jeremy Klein, who said, Adventure Man is back. So that takes yes. the top spot for the current Spider-Woman run or the webtoon Lavender Jack. I've been reading Spider-Woman, but I'm not familiar with Lavender Jack. Mm, okay. And Adventure Man. Are you reading Adventure Man? I am reading Adventure Man. Oh, sweet. Tell me about Adventure Man. Uh, Adventure Man is... Uh, imagine your favourite pulp hero uh, novels are actually all real. Um, and the secret society oh. that is mentioned within them is all real. And then you become the inheritor of the Adventure Man legacy. And you have to fight this kind of pulp horror group trying to take over the world. And yeah, there's been lots of delays, or not delays, but breaks between issues from what I'm aware of. Uh, but Dodson's on art, fantastic stuff. And uh, Matt Fraction we, we writing. We got Dodson here. We got Dodson. <laughs> you get a Dodson. You get, uh, and Matt Fraction writing, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I'm very glad that it's coming back. Nice. 
Uh, Tigra Pride said, Moon Knight. Uh, Moon Knight is always fun, but there is the promise of Tigra in this run, and that trumps everything else going on in the comics. Is it Tigra or Tigra? Anyway. Um, I personally say Tigra, but that's just me. I say Tigra. Right. Uh, maybe we should come up with an, a third way of saying it so we're not offending. We're offending everyone. Um, Tigra. 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 Um, anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah, I've been reading Moon Knight. I didn't know uh, Tigra or Tigra was going to be in it, but that's cool. Cool. Hmm. Uh, Craig R. McD, otherwise known as Canadian Geek, on the Twitter said, Ooh, this is a tough one. I'd have to say uh, either The Flash or Chew, which is a spin off of Chew. It doesn't really work uh, when you say it out loud, does it? <laughs> or CHU, which is a spin off of CHEW. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't speak to Chew, but uh, The Flash is awesome. It's the best it's been for decades. Decades, I tell you. It's Wally West is back, and it's fun. It's fun. Jeremy Adams is bloody nailing it, and Brandon Peterson on art. I love it. Love it. Cool. That's awesome. Uh, Chew, C-H-E-W, I read a little bit of that original series, and it was about, I'm probably going to get this wrong, but uh, a policeman who could, he, he had like... Uh, Imagine my... He eats things and he can tell what happened because he eats them. Yeah, but then he ha- kind of has to go <laughs> semi-cannibal or something. dead bodies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to see what happened to him. Yeah. It was fun. Um, I should have kept I hope they it. do a spin-off called Chew, but it's C-H-O-O. It's about a train or something. That'd be cool. All right. <laughs> Who else did we hear from, Paul? Oh, we have from Katie Scarlet94, who we just mentioned before, and she mentioned a comic called Nightwing, which uh, neither of us know about. So. Mm. Yeah. I think it is something to do with Batman, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Could be wrong. Something to do with finger stripes and a dog or something. I don't know. Uh, we then he- heard from at CamLight928, going by the title of Cam, but like spooky, because uh, it's October. Uh, and Cam writes, I think I have to say Swamp Thing by Ram V and Mike Perkins. V's writing hits you right to your soul with themes of memory, family, and guilt. Also, I think just looking at certain panels of Perkins' art made me tear up. So fucking good. Nice. Mm. I'll have to catch that on DC Infinite. Yeah, on DCU your, Infinite. On, your on v- my VPN. VPN, because it's not available internationally. Just no, it isn't. As not announced at uh, Fandom yeah. last week, yeah. last night, Today. recently. Uh, we heard from Sean at Secret Wars and Beyond, Sean42AZ, and he said, The current run of The Flash by Space Kicker, or Jeremy Adams, is fantastic. After too many years, Wally West and his family are back, and I heartily endorse it. Cool. We then had a weird entry from Matt Roberts, under Mr. Score Iberts, uh, who said, uh, the writing sucks, but the art is enough to raise the overall score. And he actually showed us uh, copies of a book written by uh, another friend, Ben Diedrich, uh, and the book being called Plan Your Estate the Right Way. Uh, and and uh, another friend, Aaron Long, asked, what the F is this? And Matt replied, I'm pretty sure it's a manual for murdering your spouse and getting away with it. Uh, so it went very dark and very off-topic very quickly, but that's what you come to expect with those guys. Love you guys. Thanks for chiming mm. in. Thanks. <laughs> Keeping it on track. Thank you. <laughs> yes. We heard from the Tomes of Evil, a comic book villain podcast, um, at Tomes of Evil pod, and they said Moon Knight by Jed McKay and Alas Capuccio. Capuccio. Cap- yeah, anyway. 
hate how I put an accent in whenever I try to say a name that I'm, is, I'm not very good with. Mm. Mm. We. Uh, we then heard from <laughs> Bark Mender at Das Bender on Twitters, and uh, Bark replied, not all robots from... Is that Mark Russell? Yeah, Mark Russell and it Mike is Mark Russell. Yes, have you read that one, Paul? Yes, I have been reading that okay. one, yes. That is a future world where robots do all the work and humans just sit around at home being having no purpose. Well, And then the robots are all unhappy, and it seems to be some sort of metaphor for uh, masculinity and stuff like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Bark also recommended uh, Reckless, Black Widow, Robin, and Immortal Hulk. Robin's really good. Um, okay. Yeah. That was, uh, it's the Damien Wayne Robin. Where he goes off uh, to fight Ireland or something? Yeah, Yeah. uh, the Lazarus Island to take part in a tournament. Mm. Like I said, fight Island. Fight Island, yeah. But Reckless, that's the um, Sean Phillips, uh, Ed Brubaker. Oh, right, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, uh, they're sort of little graphic novels are coming out, and I've read the first two, and they are superb. So I think the third one's coming out. They're churning them out. It's, it's just nice to have that much money that you can just make a comic when it's ready and just put it out mm. instead of serialising it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we heard from Big Tim Styles, and he's at Family Tree by Jeff Lemire. I've not been reading that one. Oh, okay. Not right. You like a bit of Lemire, don't you? Um, yeah. I like some of his stuff. He's blocked me on Twitter, and I don't know why. What did you do? Oh, my God. I don't know. Do you want me... I didn't... Do you want me to message him? Like, no, it's alright. I'm like, are no, you on message terms with him? Or? Oh yeah, we're best buds. We're not eh? really. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get him on dial F, and I will have it out then. Right. Yes, <laughs> you do that. <laughs> no, because I don't know what I did. I've never done anything to Jeff Lemire. Maybe I follow someone he hates. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Which yeah. is weird because you know he hasn't blocked me. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, some of his stuff, yeah, um, I, I like other stuff. I'm like, eh, like uh, I read Trillium a while back, and like everyone yeah. was raving about that, and I read it, and it was kind of like, oh, okay. Do you know what I think about Jeff Lemire? And and here's uh, why he blocked I, you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't find he nails the landing all the time. Mm, yeah, that's that's probably that maybe. Would, yeah, that would be my issue probably. With some of his stuff yeah. too, like with Trillium, but, it was just like oh, okay, the book went upside down. Cool, whatever. Okay. Oh, here we go. We're t- we're just punching Tim in the balls, even though. <laughs> Tim sorry, or Jeff? <laughs> Tim's just blocked me on Twitter. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Shall I move on, or did you want to say more about Jeff Lemire? No, that's fine. Thanks. Okay, uh, we heard from Dougie at Doug Zavisha. Uh, who's going by the hand? Uh, he's at D Zavisha, and his handle is Zavisha. Get vaccinated. Good advice for everyone. And Doug wrote uh, Jerry Duggan and uh, Pepe Larraz's and companies on X Men. I haven't enjoyed the X Men this much since comics were seventy five cents. Good lord, that's a while ago. Mm, yeah, uh, I've been reading that. It's um, come out of all the House of X, uh, Powers of X stuff, and. Uh, yeah, where well, they're all on Krakoa, but I mean, one of the things is that the enemies of the X Men have really stepped it up. Like they are just relentlessly, uh, like the the X Men, you know, upgrade themselves, and the enemies just upgrade themselves, and it's really really hard to uh, be safe in the world when you're an X X Man X person. Um, yeah, be so safe, or you'll end too. up being an X person. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a good pun there, Mike. Thank you. That's me laughing. Um, <laughs> Tom O'Hara, 
said Hellions, which is also part of the X-Men. Now, this one, this one is quite a delight because this is the one, we, it's it's sort of closest to the Suicide Squad in the X-Verse. Oh. But um, they are led by Mr. Sinister, who is just unredeemably horrible and manipulative and a liar and everything like that. Um, mm. He'll clone himself to send himself on a mission with them just in case it's a bad one because he doesn't want to die. <laughs> God. And he, in fact, they come back from one mission. Like uh, the X Men are getting resurrected at the moment, so you know when they die they come back. Mm-hmm. But they are basically backed up regularly, and basically on one mission they come back successfully with something that he wanted for himself personally, and then he kills the entire team, and none of them will know about it because they it's between their backups. Oh my God. And then he tells them that they all died a different way than they, than him actually killing them. So, uh, yeah, getting a headache like time travel. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. I'm I'm glad that Tom and you are enjoying that. Um, that's that's awesome. Uh, Max Reed's Comics at Max Reed's Comics is enjoying the Quick and the Dad by Ken Holtzhauser, and I, I've not heard of this one before. It's out by it's out from Questionable Literature. A great name. Uh, yeah, it's it's something called the Quick and, and the Dad, uh, a little yeah. indie comic there. Cool, that's awesome. Hmm. Uh, we heard from uh, Foolish Mortal who said June House of Trades. Uh, I haven't been reading that. I think that's that's another boom one. I think I wasn't even aware they were doing a June comic. Oh, there's always a June comic. Always, always. It's like Spider Man. <laughs> there's the Amazing Dune, Spectacular Dune. Peter Parker Dune. Paul Atreides, <laughs> a spectacular spider Dune. Um, Gwen mm. pools of spice on Dune. I don't know. <laughs> Legends of the Dark Dune. Um, yeah. Dune Detective Comics. Ah, get it? Get it? Mm. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> what comic are you enjoying at the moment? Oh, wait, we have one more. We, we we've do? got uh, Inspector 797, who said Department of Truth. Oh! Which is an, another uh, James Tinian image book, which is basically um, if you if enough people believe something, it becomes reality, which is uh, pretty much playing out in the world at the moment. Mm. Uh, mm. Mm. Yes. Why aren't people getting vaccinated? Uh, see that comic. Um, right. Yes. Right. That's depressing, isn't it? So, do I go first now? What am I enjoying? Do I go first? You go first? Who goes first? Uh, you go first. What comic are you enjoying I first? Go, I go first. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I could talk about Nightwing, which I like very much. Uh, but I think... think I will... I'll need some thinking music. No, um, I'm enjoying... I'm enjoying The Dark Ages from uh, Marvel, which is a uh, Tom Taylor uh, sort of... Uh, out of continuity series, uh, basically where the Marvel Universe has to live without technology due to uh, something going horribly wrong under the Earth, which killed a few heroes and released an, basically an endless EMP which wipes out all uh, electrical um, power. Wow. And they have to uh, basically carry on without... The normal superhero stuff doesn't apply anymore. So, so some people still have their powers. Uh, Doctor Strange is dead, but yeah, they're basically... Yeah, it, it, it's got lots of twists and turns, and it's pretty hardcore. And you, you know, you don't know who's safe, etc., like that. And I'm really is, much, uh, really enjoying it. Is it that an ongoing or a mini? It's a mini. It's okay. a six-issue mini. Right. right. So, 
And uh, the, on the the good side is mostly led by Spider-Man with his um, daughter, who's starting to grow up a bit, and uh, the bad guys are led by Apocalypse. Oh. And, uh, yeah, and it's one of those ones where, you know, the bad guys are making moves and they are devastating. They are really uh, kicking the heroes' asses. So it's good. Okay. Tom Taylor. Cool. Great characterization. Horrible things happening to people. Tom Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Uh, by Ivan Cabello, I believe, which is it's very good. Okay. Yeah. Nice. What about you, Mike? What are you reading? I am going to have to say the current Wonder Woman series. That has just been so much fun. The art in that has been fantastic. Um, I'm a little bit behind, but I'm I'm getting to the point where Diana is is returning from the various underworlds <laughs> that she's been through. Just a, a great team on there, like Michael W. Conrad and, and Becky Cloonan and writing on there. It's just been so much fun, and I'm really enjoying it. And I hope they stay on there for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm very excited for the Batgirls book that's coming out later this year as well. Um, yeah. Now, um, did you know that that starts as backups in Batman? I I do, but did you know that I have limited myself to only one Batman book, that being Detective Comics. That is the only Batman book I will buy. So, well, I'll... did you know I don't care? Wow! Did you know that you're super rude <laughs> <laughs> and highly offensive to my notes? Harley? Did you say Harley? Highly! Good lord! What is wrong with your ears? <laughs> no, Harley, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn's offensive to my nose as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she smells so girly. Um, what was I saying? <laughs> no, so I will miss I will miss the intro in in Batman, but I'm fine with that. Because yeah. I'll, I'm happy to dive straight into the, the main series. And okay. uh, the previews of that looks fun as well. But yes, I, I'm going to say, current Wonder Woman series, lots of fun. Good work. Okay. Yes. Good work. Uh, okay, cool. So we both like a current comic. Yes. Nice. Well done, yes. us. Well done, us. Yay. So yeah. should, should we plug what the next question of the week is and see if we can get through that quicker next time? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> What is the next question of the week? I'll, I'll tell you, because I know. Right. What is, or what's, if you want to con- conjoin that into one word, what's your favourite character debut comic? So, you know, the, where a character debuted, what's your favourite comic of a character debuting? So. Okay. So it doesn't necessarily have to be their debut themselves, just the comic in general. No, I'd say the character debut. So okay. Like, what's your What's your favourite first appearance of a character right. in a comic? Okay. Perhaps that's a better way to word it. There we go. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad we clarified that. I'm glad we did too. Yes. yes. Uh, higher or lower? <laughs> this is going to be a very long episode. <laughs> this is going to be a very long episode. <laughs> You're welcome, everyone. Anyway, if you want to answer our question of the week, you may uh, answer it on Twitter. You can answer it on our site, waitingfordoom.com, which no one did. Uh, you can send an email to waitingfordoom at gmail.com, which no one did. And uh, you can answer on the Facebook page, which no one did. So, Oh, I better check that. <laughs> damn, oh, you want to have a look? Damn it, Wilfred, why didn't you keep me informed, Wilfred, you lousy... Did, you, did Wilfred put the question up on Facebook? I don't think he did that either. Damn it, Wilfred. Oh, okay. What the hell, Wilfred? <laughs> Gosh, time to reset some circuits on that bugger. Or I'm shaking my fist. I'm very brave because Wilfred can't hear any of this while he's recharging. No, he didn't put it up there anyway. It's all good. Okay, cool. cool. 
Uh, I think we might just put it out on Twitter from now on. If people really want to reply, they can do it on the website. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Visit the website. Because Facebook is evil. Yeah. Twitter can be too. Uh, less evil than Facebook. Uh, anyway. Yeah. I don't know. Twitter is where we got things like Lewis Lane. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You know, certain groups that just want good comics. Um, anyway, let's mm. start off there. We're starting to ramble a bit because we're both old, tired men. Um, so, yeah, thanks for joining us once again. Get in touch via Twitter and Wilfred at WFDPod. Email us at waitingfordoom at gmail.com. Check out the Waiting for Doom Facebook page or our website, waitingfordoom.com, which I think I already said. And as always, stay weird, be good to each other, don't be a crumb bum, and we'll catch you again next time for more Waiting for Doom. Is it? Yes. Oh. Can you just give me a break? I've got to let the dog in. Ah, sure. Okay. Who let the dog in? Ball. 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 Who let the dog in? Ball. 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 <laughs>